Welcome to the Coming Home Well podcast, the show that educates, supports, and advocates for the veteran community. Your host, Dr. Tyler Piron, U.S. Army retired, will bring you exciting conversations with amazing guests about resources, research, and military history, all geared to helping our warriors to come home well. Here's your host, Dr. Tyler Piron. Welcome back to Coming Home Well. I'm your host, Dr. Tyler Piron. And today we are going to talk about something that's really important to me. It's education. Now, there are a lot of programs for veterans to get education. There's Voc Rehab. There's the GI Bill. There's a million and one scholarships if you're interested in going and getting some education as a veteran. What about the military veterans that have survivors? They passed away on duty. They're completely disabled. Their spouse is trying to figure out what to do. There is a fantastic program here in the Commonwealth. It's called the Virginia Military Survivors and Dependents Education Program. That's a big mouthful. But we have Montrace Cunningham. He's the program manager of the VMSDEP. So he's going to lay it all out for us, what it is, who's eligible, how you get access to it, and what exactly it is. Because I think a lot of folks have heard about it, maybe back a few years ago, but the requirements have changed for the better. It's a little more open than it used to be. And so you're going to have an opportunity uh, to learn about it. But also, if you guys have questions, you're going to have his contact information, how to get in touch with the program and find out if your dependents are eligible. And that's a big money saver. Let me tell you, I'm not going to steal his thunder, but it's a really awesome program. Welcome to the show, Montrace. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Let's talk about the Military Survivors and Dependents Education Program. What is it? So it's a program that provides education support services to dependents of disabled veterans. And I can go deeper into providing the eligibility requirements for you. You touched on just a bit of it on on some changes. So I can go ahead and highlight those changes for you and tell you what the program actually provides. So just like I mentioned before, it provides education support services for dependents of disabled and deceived veterans who are attending Virginia public colleges and universities. Okay, so... What the program provides is that it waives tuition and mandatory fees, and it also provides a one-time stipend for dependents of combat veterans. And I will explain that to you in just a little bit more um, and go deeper into that, because that is what you just mentioned. That was a change that had come about in July 1st of 2019. It's when the program expanded to include dependents of non-combat veterans, because before that, the program was only for dependents of combat veterans, dependents of veterans who had disabilities that resulted from combat service, just to be more clear about it. So in 2019, July 1st of 2019, it expanded to include dependents of non-combat veterans. However, the dependents of combat veterans are the ones that can only get the stipend. So as I mentioned before, it offers a tuition and mandatory fee waiver. So the colleges and universities, they waive the tuition and mandatory fees. That's no pay that goes to the school. And for the dependents of combat veteran, the added benefit is that if the state has the funds available, if the Commonwealth has the funds available, the dependents of combat veterans could get a stipend uh, one time per semester. 
Okay, so the eligibility requirements for that program is that the veteran have to be permanent in total or at least 90% and that 90% has to be permanent, uh, which means that the veteran don't have a future exam to where the VA, the United, the U.S. Department of Veteran Affairs will uh, review the veteran service connected disabilities to see if there's a change needed in, in their like rating. it's a temporary condition or something. Correct. Correct. Because if it is, then if, if the conditions gets better, if the medical records warrants a change, and if the severity of their disabilities decreases, then their rating would then decrease because their conditions are better. So that's what I mean by permanent is that the VA say, hey, okay, well, your disabilities are not going to improve. So let me so, ask yeah. you a quick question. So you talk about tuition and fees waiver, mandatory fees. Correct. Now, how does that work? Is that so I live in Charlottesville, I and I'm a dependent of one of these eligible veterans. And yeah. I say, hey, I want to go to UVA. I got accepted. That's right. Mm-hmm. And I have to live in the uh, dormitory. Does that count? Good question. Great question. So these Virginia public college and universities actually determine which fees are considered to be mandatory. So as history has shown, the dorm fee is something that will probably more than likely not be considered as mandatory when it comes to this program. You have to actually get that information or get that clarity from the school. I know that there's a couple of schools who that would not be the case. They won't consider it to be mandatory. But again, that's 40 different Virginia public colleges and university. I encourage everyone to actually run that question past your school because it could be the waivable fee on the program. So each college it. makes their own determination of whether or not uh, room and board is mandatory fee. So regardless, right. waiving all the tuition and mandatory fees, because those add up. Oh, uh, yes. You know, that's a lot of money to be able to save. So right. any That's restriction on which colleges? We have a lot of colleges here in the Commonwealth. I assume these are only public colleges. That's exactly right. Only Virginia public colleges and universities. Uh, we have a list of those schools on our website. Just to give you our website is www.dvs, as in Department Veteran Services, .virginia.gov. In Virginia spelled out. So you go to our website and uh, you look for the program, which is the Virginia Military Survivors Independence Education Program. And on that web page, you will see a list of Virginia public colleges and universities. So, I mean, we have great schools here in Virginia. They would definitely get the most bang for their buck if they actually go to a Virginia public college and university. It's a great program to use at those schools, and those schools definitely help students to be able to use the program while they're there at the schools. So there are a great number of wonderful universities here in the Commonwealth. And so as long as it's a public school, you can use this waiver of fees and mandatory fees. So that's pretty awesome. If you're the dependent of an eligible veteran. So this is not for the veteran. This is for the spouses and the children of a veteran, right? It's not for the veteran per se, but It definitely helped the veteran to not have to worry about covering tuition and mandatory fees uh, for their dependents. And one one other thing, uh, which is a great benefit for the veteran, is that actually what it does is that it allowed the veteran to keep their post-9-11 GI Bill for themselves. 
because what beneficiaries of this program can do, if they can use this benefit concurrently with the U.S. Department of Veteran Affairs, the VA Dependence Education Assistant, which they will get about $1,300 a month if they attend full time at the school. That'll be a monthly payment that goes to them while this program weighs their tuition and mandatory fees. So uh, if you use both of those benefits together, it can it works something sort of like the post 9-11 GI Bill, which the veteran from the dead can take back for his or herself. That's a great point, because so many people have transferred it to their dependents. You know, there's incurring a service obligation, all these other things. They've earned it for their kid and they didn't mm -hmm. use it themselves. And if you were aware of this fantastic program, uh -huh. Then you would say, hey, from the Commonwealth, I'm going back to the Commonwealth when I get out. Oh, mm -hmm. Then right. I'm going to send my kids to a Virginia school and I don't have to use my GI Bill for one or two of my kids. That's that's, a, right. that's an amazing program. That's right. That's right. And one other thing that I left out as far as the, the benefits, well, I, the, the benefits last for eight semesters. So that's equivalent to four academic years. So in that's they don't have to divide up the eight semesters per dependent. Each dependent, each beneficiary eligible for the benefits will get their own slate of eight semesters of benefits. You read my mind because that was exactly <laughs> my next question. So if I had five kids, I only have three, but if mm -hmm. I had five kids, all five would get eight semesters each. That's correct. That's what that is a fantastic kids. program. Right. Your kids and your spouse. Is this available for the spouses also? And so is there any limit to what they could study? So like, can mm -hmm. it go for a graduate degree or uh, medical school if they haven't used it for their undergrad? Is there any limitations that way? They can take it for any degree program, just as long as they are attending a Virginia public college or university. They can take it for an associate degree ranging all the way up to a doctorate. Now, does it have to be a graduate or a degree-seeking program, or could it be a vocational program? It can, it can be a, a certification program, a non-degree-seeking program, or a degree program at any level. Just the, the only thing that the Commonwealth requires is that they attend one of the Commonwealth schools. That's it. It's, they, you get in, you can use it for any program at any level. So let's talk a little bit about the requirements. So mm -hmm. we talked a little bit about it. You have to either be 90% disabled or completely entitled, which is 100%. Mm -hmm. And it has to be because of military service. So you have to be rated by the Veterans Administration. Correct. Now, the, what does military service include? What are, are there any parameters? No, just as... Um... Well, there's National Guard, Reserve, or Active Duty. So and you as count long as the you, Coast Guard. Count the Coast Guard. That, that is a branch of service. <laughs> you know, that's where I, you know, I love our Coasties. We have them on all the time. But, you know, they're uh -huh. not part of DOD most of the time. And so some programs uh, don't count them. And I'm like, that's crazy. They're, they're in a military service, you know, just like the rest of them. Okay, so as long as you're 90% disabled, if you're the sponsor, the uh, military member, or 100%, it's either 90 or 100. Uh -huh. Now, you have two different tiers, which you talked about, and the correct. only difference is the stipend. That's correct. The only difference is, is the stipend. If And I, I have to explain this. It's, the stipend is if the funds are available. 
So it's something um, that I, when I'm speaking to veterans or dependents about this program, and I mentioned the stipend, I would say count your blessings if you get it. That's if the state has the funds available. I wouldn't always bank on the stipend being available, but if it is, it's great. This year, it was up to $950 if you're attending full time, but it comes one time during the semester. So it's a one-time payment per semester, about $1,000, and that's if funds are available, and that's up to the legislature and all these other things, and it's not the Department of Veterans Services holding it back and spending it on new chairs or something. (laughs) Exactly right. (laughs) Exactly right. So how often is the stipend not available? Is it like, you know, 50%? I mean, just in your experience, so folks can have an idea. Well, in, in my experience, I've been with the program for seven years. In my experience, it usually runs out like sometime during in, in the end of June. I'm sorry, at, at the beginning of June. So it's never really not been available for those who are approved for the program. But the program is growing. We are receiving an increased amount of beneficiaries because the VA are rating a, a lot, a lot more people. 90% are permanent in total, and there's a lot more people who are getting out of the military. So quite naturally, there are a lot more people who are going to be eligible for the program. So um, Yeah, if you switch I, from only combat veterans with 100% <laughs> to anybody 90% or more, that's definitely going to open the aperture of people that A, are eligible, but B, also learning about the program, which is why you're on the show today, because it's an awesome program. Right. So the stipend could be offset. It doesn't is books, tuition, room and board, all those things. But you can also use it concurrently with the Chapter 35 Veterans Administration Dependent Education Program, uh, which is separate from the Department of Veterans Services. That's a VA program, but you can Mm -hmm. use them at the same time. So you could probably get room and board and tuition for all four years for all the kids that you might have if you're eligible. So let's right. talk about what the eligibility is for the kids. Okay, so or the spouse. I, I want to make sure we include that. It's kids <laughs> or spouse. So the spouse, the spouse, you just have to be married to the veteran. But as far as the child, you have to be the biological adopted child. Unfortunately, it hasn't been expanded to to include the stepchild. But that's something that has been proposed to the general assembly. We're just waiting to see what's going to happen with that. So. They have to be admitted to a Virginia public university or college. Correct. Yes, sir. And they have to either be the child. Now, what are the ages that these children have to be? Can they be 35? Uh, Unfortunately not. (laughs) So it's, it's, but it is a large age range. It's it's from, it's between ages of 16 and 29. It is, it is uh, no, no age range for the spouse. The spouse has until, uh, Day to day, have to use the benefits, but as far as the child is between the ages of 16 and 29, uh, for those who are older than 29, they could submit a request to use the, an age waiver request to use the benefits after age 30 due to extenuating circumstances. So that's something that they would have to submit to us, and and the uh, commissioner would make the decision on whether or not that they could use the benefits after age 30. So let's talk about you're admitted to a Virginia college, but you live in Tennessee. You, mm-hmm. you live in you, you're res, the sponsors residing in Tennessee or Texas or some other place and their mm-hmm. child gets into a Virginia college. Are they okay. eligible for this program? For those who entered into active duty through Virginia or with 
if if your home record on your DD-214 or your home record at the time of entry into military service is Virginia, then your dependent will meet, will meet the residency requirement. But if that's not the case, then the veteran will have to live in Virginia for five years immediately prior to the dependent applying to the school that they're going to. So as, as long as that person who's in Tennessee, the veteran who's out of the state, if they entered in into military service with the home of record as Virginia, the dependents are great. They're good to go as far as the residency requirement or, or concern. But if they entered into any area other than Virginia, then the dependent, then the veteran will have to continue to live in Virginia for five years immediately prior to the date the dependent applied to the school. Okay, so it's not five years while they were in service or anything. It's just five years. That way you don't move a year beforehand and say, okay, we're going to take advantage of this program and move just for it or a year or two. It's got to be five years. That kind of limits it a little bit to people that are bona fide residents of the Commonwealth. Uh, That makes a lot of sense because you're waiving a lot of tuition and fees to take care of that. So if I'm a veteran, I'm 100% disabled. And my child is a senior in high school right now. Mm -hmm. What do they need to do to take advantage of this program? I would tell them as soon as they start applying to schools, as soon as they as soon as they start submitting applications, regardless, it doesn't matter if they get accepted or not. As soon as they start applying to schools, go ahead and go on our website that I provided to you and apply to the benefit, apply to the program, submit an application so that everything is in place uh, so that they can use their benefits before the fall, next fall semester start. Now, is there a cutoff? So, you know, schools start in the fall. Is there mm-hmm. a cutoff to when it has to be in? No, that's, that's, that's no cutoff, but we do encourage people to apply as quickly as they possibly can because it does take us at least 10 calendar days to process the applications. And the schools have to then take about it take them generally another two or three weeks to apply the tuition and fee waiver to the account. So in order to prevent a person from getting the bill, I strongly encourage everyone to apply, to apply for the program as quickly as you possibly can. As soon as you submit those applications to the school, go ahead and apply for the program. And you're going to be able to find the link to the uh, entire program on our Facebook page and our Twitter and all the other Insta, uh, the other uh, social medias. So if you're trying to figure out where the heck is the program, we're going to have it on our contact information. You'll be able to just click on it. It'll take you right to the program, right mm-hmm. to the Military Survivors Independence Education Program, which is, again, a fantastic deal. If you mm-hmm. are a veteran, 90% or more disabled and a resident of the Commonwealth for at least five years, or you entered service from the Commonwealth, your kids mm-hmm. and your spouse, all fee, a mandatory fees and tuition are waived. I mean, that's a huge deal, especially if you're talking about grad school uh, mm-hmm. and some of those other ones where all of a sudden it gets way more expensive. Uh, now, what if I'm just going to throw this out here? You said, Mm -hmm. you know, my son wants to be a doctor and we figured out how to do the undergrad and he gets accepted into medical school. Can you apply these benefits to any of the Commonwealth medical schools? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Most definitely. In that case, you know, it's it's great if they can use some other way, some other means to cover their tuition and mandatory fees and then wait until they get accepted into the doctor's program. 
That way they will have VMSDEP available for them because they're like you just mentioned, when you get up to higher levels of education, the tuition and fees jump significantly also. So if you can find a way to cover the undergrad level, VMSDEP would be great for the graduate and, and uh, doctors level if you're going to go to med school or anything like that. I can't think of anything more amazing than being able to go to medical school tuition free. That is <laughs> that is quite the jump. And so that would take some planning. So think about these kind of concepts because, you know, if they're undergrad is awesome, but you've got eight semesters, whatever mm-hmm. eight semesters uh, works out to be, whatever program you're in, it could be a two or three year program for mm-hmm. like a master's or a doctorate. And then mm-hmm. boom, you can use it later. So you got to start planning, sort of thinking this through if you're planning on using the program. Most people are going to use it for undergraduate education because that is certainly a, not a cheap proposition, especially if you have a bunch of kids. And your GI Bill only goes to one or two kids. I mean, there's only so many months of eligibility and it doesn't duplicate. Now, this, on the other hand, if you have five kids, all five kids are eligible separately. Correct. That's right. Every last one of them will get their own slate of eight semesters. That is quite amazing. So, We've talked about going and applying. We're going to put up the website. What is it you need from the veteran in order to apply? What kind of documents, what kind of records, what kind of proof do they need? Because you need to, I guess, prove a bunch of things that you're a veteran, that you're disabled, that you're from Virginia. What else? Mm-hmm. And what kind of records are we talking? Well, that's four main items that we look for that's required in order to be able to show that a person is eligible for the benefit. So one is, of course, the DD-214 or the proof of National Guard service or reserve service. So the DD-214, there's a proof of service information. The other one is a proof of disability information from the VA, which which could be a VA rating decision narrative or VA benefit summary narrative. So that's proof of service, proof of disability, proof of residency. If they didn't enter into active duty through Virginia or to military service through Virginia and then proof of dependency information like a birth certificate or marriage certificate. So yeah, we try I to have thought it- about that last one. I was just like, yeah, this is my kid. Of course it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I bet you there's been a few cases where somebody probably stepchildren and that's where that has come up where, of course, he's my child. I've raised him my whole life, but wasn't yeah. adopted. And so there's that hiccup there. Right, right. Not unfortunately, in those cases, we have to tell them that uh, I know that you raise a person since birth, but they have to be your biological adopted child. You know, those are really those sad cases that we have to turn around from time to time. So as soon as they start applying to college, which is usually during their junior and senior year, but by May or so, April, May, you probably want those applications in so that you guys are are working with a school, whatever school that they end up going to, they might've been accepted to any number of them. Yes. As long as the school, a public school in the Commonwealth. Mm -hmm. Please submit that by May. Please submit them. In May, don't wait until July because then you're in there with everybody else. Everybody in the world is trying to do the same thing at the same time when they're going to school at that time. So you're going to be behind the power curve a little bit if you wait to July. But if they submit the applications in May or June, they will be good to go. Everything will go through significantly smoother. 
Earlier is better. Uh, as with any program, the sooner you get in your VA claims, the sooner you get your check. The same thing with this program, get everything in case there's an error, something wasn't included, you can solve all right. these problems in advance. Then so you go in and you get the tuition. Now, when we talk about tuition, is it like, mm-hmm. doesn't matter? So like in, in the case of the Tennessee individual, they enter uh-huh. from the Commonwealth. Mm-hmm. out-of-state tuition is a whole lot more than in-state tuition. Right, and we do get that question. We do we do get that question. So whether you're in-state or out-of-state is supposed to be waived. The tuition is supposed to be waived, whether it's in-state or out-of-state. That is a lot of money. So this is a fantastic <laughs> program. What is some things that people should know about the program, about the mechanics of it? So you apply year Mm -hmm. one. He's a senior in high school, or she is, and Mm -hmm. they're ready to go to college. And Mm -hmm. do they apply each semester? Do they apply each year? How does the mechanics of that work? So the way that it works is that we try to make it as smoothly as as, as, as we possibly can. The way that it works is that each person, each beneficiary will have an account. So they will have to actually go into their account and update their enrollment information each semester that they plan to use the benefit. If they don't want to use the benefit, just don't update your enrollment information. But as soon as they update their enrollment information, then the schools have access to the system also. So as soon as they hit the save button, when they update the enrollment information, the school will then access the system and see that the person is eligible for the benefits authorized for that semester and they will apply the tuition and fee waiver to the account. So it's something that they only have to do one time per semester. So every semester you have to go in and say, yes, I'm still going to school. Here's the classes or, or the courses. I'm going full time or whatever the case is. I'm sure there's some uh, requirement from the school that you fill out so they know how much tuition uh, is going to get waived. And you have to do that once a semester. That's not so bad. It's, it's like turning in your coupon each month or each semester. Hey, yeah, I'd like you to continue paying all this money for me. <laughs> That's right. That's exactly now, I, right. I bet you there are some kids or, or some you know younger folks that it slips their mind. It's not the number one thing on their on their agenda. They're not uh, as organized as some other folks might be. Uh-huh. What what happens? So like if if they go in and they're in their third semester and they forget. Oh, yeah. 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 Unfortunately, sometimes that do happen uh, when some people apply for the program late and it's later in the semester and they want to use the benefits. What they do at that point is that they will actually go to the school and ask the school if they can use the benefits retroactively. And then if the school say yes, then the school was then contact us and give us permission to update their enrollment information for them on our end so that the school can see that the person is eligible for the benefits. But so the they key have to- is just do the work and do it once a semester. Keep up on it. As you register for classes, go in and fill out the paperwork, essentially. Correct. Correct. And we and we, we try to help them out. We send a notification out at least twice a, a, a semester reminding them, hey, if you're going to use this benefit, by, by them, I mean the beneficiary, contact them by email with the email account that we have on file. So hopefully they keep up with it. But we contact them by email to let them know or and, and remind them that, hey, you have to update your enrollment information if you plan to have your tuition and fees waived by the program. So this sounds like a really easy program that you guys have made even and more user-friendly than 
most every other program. You right. go in, you register, and it's pretty cut and dry who's eligible. Right. 90% or more and a resident of the Commonwealth at least five years before you start or you enter service from the Commonwealth. Uh-huh. And then you're pretty much eligible. Your children and, and your spouse are eligible for complete tuition and mandatory fees. And I'm just re- remembering what you said. The mandatory fees are what the mm-hmm. schools say are mandatory. Correct. Correct. That's, so that's mostly right. tuition yeah. and, and like lab fees and things like that. But room and board probably wouldn't be. In right, general. right. In general, generally speaking, something like dorm fee and meal plan won't be eligible. But please check with your school first to get the confirmation for that. So each school has their own rules and requirements about what counts as mandatory fees. But the tuition is pretty self-evident. Whatever the tuition is, it's going to get waived completely if you're 90% or more. And you go reach out to the great folks at the Military Survivors Independence Education Program. I'm going to put up the link on the uh, website so you guys will be able to just click on it so you'll be able to find it really easy. It's a fantastic program. I don't know of uh, many other states that have something this generous, especially at the 90%. There's some other states that have 100% and some other variations, but this is quite the benefit. Oh, yeah, it is. It is. Uh, only California and Texas and Florida have a similar program, but for all of their programs, you have to be permanent total. So Virginia, I can I can carefully say that Virginia is the only state that has a 90%. Which is the most generous uh, of the programs. I mean, that's a huge number of people that are close to 100%, but not. uh, So they've expanded it to 90% back in 2019. And that was a big change. So if you heard about the program a few years ago, you said, I'm 90%, I'm not eligible. Go check it out again. Go to the website. If you have eligible spouse or kids, Go sign up. It's a fantastic program. And this is big money. And this could definitely uh, provide an opportunity for your children to go to college without breaking the bank and massive student loans and all the other things, because it gets expensive fast. And especially with all the issues people have with uh, uh, tuition reimbursement, not tuition reimbursement, student loans and trying to pay them back and all the interest and all these other problems. So I think we've covered it pretty well. What should I have asked you about but didn't? Well, I, I just I just wanted to make one thing clear. It's clear up something. Where well, they expanded it in 2019, they expanded it to dependents of combat vet, non-combat veterans. It had always been 90 percent uh, since 2008, but in 2019 they expanded it to dependents of non-combat veterans. Uh-huh. <laughs> but it's still, nevertheless, it's still great. It's still great. Um, I, I really do appreciate you having me on and having me the opportunity to spread this word to people who probably wouldn't have heard it otherwise. But the, the only other thing that I wanted to mention is that, and the same, well, the same thing that I mentioned earlier, please hurry up and apply if you feel like you are eligible. The sooner, the better. So go apply, do it sooner rather than later. And don't forget that your spouses are also eligible for these programs. It's a, a, you know, lifetime benefit. They get eight semesters. They can use it anytime in their life. They're not limited in the uh, age range if you're a spouse. So if you have a spouse and you're 90% uh, or more disabled mm-hmm. and they want to go be a nurse or go to get an undergraduate or some other degree, and they say, I don't know how we're going to pay for it. Here's a way to pay for it. Uh, tuition <laughs> waiver is a huge, huge benefit. We've been talking with Montrays Cunningham. He's the program manager for the Military Survivors Independent Education Program with the Department of Veterans Services. That is a big mouthful, but it's also a great big program. 
Hey, thank you so much for joining us on Coming Home Well and sharing this really awesome program. Thank you. Thank you so much. And to contact me, well, to contact us, you can call this number and we have a staff of four other folks who work in the program with me and all of us are available. So please contact us at area code 804-225-2083. Again, that's 804-225-2083 if you have any questions or need any help uh, with applying for, for, for the benefit. I guarantee you that someone will be available to answer your questions. They also have a bunch of contact information on the website. So you'll be able to, in case you're driving or some other way, you don't, you don't have a pen handy. Uh, They're a really easy program. There's a lot of wonderful information, detailed information on the web, which is really helpful. Uh, Sometimes you think, oh, I forgot this, or I need to look up this, or am I eligible for that? Most of it's on there, but of course you can reach out to them and ask the questions. They'd be glad to help you. It's a wonderful program. Now, I do have one last question. How many people are currently taking advantage of this program? Right now, we have a little over 6,000 beneficiaries taking advantage of this program. But we're looking to add more and I'm pretty sure that there'll be more to come soon. So if you're eligible and you, your, your dependents or your spouse want to take advantage of it, get in touch with them. 6,000 people, that's a lot of people. There's a lot of sacrifice that went behind it. You don't get to be 90 or 100% without some some bad juju happening. So, you know, this is a, a partial payback by the Commonwealth for your service. Go take advantage of it. Montrez, thank you so much for joining us on Coming Home Well. Thank you so much. Thanks, thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us this week on Coming Home Well with Dr. Tyler Pieron. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and a review. Follow us on Instagram at comminghomewell underscore BTS or on Twitter at comminghomewell. Thanks again. And until all are home and all are well, this is Coming Home Well.